Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex, and welcome to the show. Well, as you've probably figured out by now, this last spring in Minneapolis during Quilt Market, I had the opportunity to pick up some interviews with really some spectacular people. One such person is Paula Nadelstern. If you're not familiar with her work, oh, are you in for a surprise? Well, in fact, please come to my website, alexandersonquilts.com, and take a look at her work at the podcast page or the quilt con page and then visit her site because her work is out of this world. Not only is she a master quilter, she is a charming person and a true New Yorker. I am really happy to be sitting here with my friend Paula Nadelstern. Paula, thank you so much for taking some time here. We've snuck off into a corner, right? Right. We've snuck away from Quilt Market. Exactly. Just enjoy a a little bit of time together. And hopefully um, we will remain alone here for a little (laughs) bit. But if not, we'll deal with it, right? Right. Now, Paula, I've known you for quite a while. We met at Road to California. Carolyn Reese, remember that? that? A long time ago. That's funny. That was the first time I think I ever traveled to California. I was so impressed that they invited me. It was really, seriously, it was like probably the first time I ever went to California. Really? Yes. And do you remember, there's some reason why I came late. Was I stuck in snow? Yes. There was a huge snowstorm, huge, huge snowstorm. And I was, this, I was the teacher who got there late and had to, because all of New York shut down. Well, what was so cool was, uh, it was some sort of, something was going on, but there was a bunch of chairs and you sat down next to me and we both started making like wisecracks or yes, something. And it was like, nothing. okay, you're my friend. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So as far as quilting goes, brief history. Um, well, I made my first quilt in my college dorm in 1968, wh- ripping up all my clothes into 10-inch squares and sewing them together on my featherweight, which I, my aunt had bought for $25. And I thought that if you sewed it all together, and that made it a quilt. And uh, that's really, I never thought I would ever actually quilt it. I just liked the piecing part of putting fabrics together. And that's where I started. Then going into the 60s and you know early 70s, I learned from a sunset book. And basically, that was the only time I ever, I mean, that's what I learned from, are these little old sunset books. I never took a, took a quilting class ever. I just taught myself and always thought that I was doing it the wrong way because I'd never have enough fabric. And I'd well, were you doing more. it the wrong way? To this day, I probably do it the wrong way, but I do it my way. You know, I mean, now I realize there is no wrong way. That's the beauty of, you know, if anybody in class ever starts talking about, oh, you're cheating, or that's the wrong way, I'm so, like, I tend not to be judgmental. I, want mm-hmm. every, I think what's the beauty of quilting is there's so much that each one of us can like. There's room for everyone with every, you know, make, find what you like, what your personality likes. So in this case... I now know that I found what my personality liked and that there was, you know, the fact that I wanted to put a hundred fabrics into a quilt right from the very beginning because I love the fabric instead of making a blue and white quilt, you know, a simple quilt works for me. So. And I would say your trademark is... I think it's making kaleidoscope quilts. Oh, man, they are so beautiful. Thank you. And they are not, I mean, they are a lot of work, aren't they? 
Yes. Um, I like the work. I like the process. I mean, I have this, my guild, my professional guild, Manhattan Quilters, we have a saying, uh, semper tedium. If there's a hard way to do something, we'll find it. We like, <laughs> and, and I do. I have, but I don't want to make it simpler. Mm-hmm. I want to make it more beautiful. I mean, all my goal was ever was to make something beautiful. And I think for years and years, I made something cute or I made something pretty. And it just startles me now that I finally can say, yes, I think I am making beautiful things. I think I know you're making beautiful things. How long have you been working on the kaleidoscope theme? I think I started really... about 18, about 18, about 1986, something, uh-huh. something like that, 86, 87, where it started with the kaleidoscopes, not knowing, you know, that it was going to take me off into this real mission of, I'm working now on the 32nd quilt in the series. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you also did uh, snowflake quilts, too. That's in the series, though, because to me, a snowflake is a type of kaleidoscope because you break it. It has that same underlying geog- geometry, mm-hmm. and so the two snowflake quilts are listed in the 32, like I call each quilt kaleidoscopic, you know, one but with a Roman numeral and whatever name that was, serendipity or something and now I'm working on, I just finished kaleidoscopic 32, the, my Brooklyn Bridge. Which is now, uh, you piece them yourself do you hand quilt them yourself, machine quilt machi- them what's the story? I piece them on, oh, I piece probably the first uh, 28 or so, or 29 on a featherweight mm-hmm. on my kitchen table. Um, but now, starting about two years ago, I think the last three quilts I actually have been using a Bernina. I turned my featherweight into a Bernina. Oh, <laughs> it grew up. I grew up, <laughs> yes. But I do hand quilt. I'm not a great hand quilter. I tend to put, um, I do one stitch at a time. Do you do all your quilts or do you ship them out? I would never ship out a quilt that um, one quilt out of the 32, somebody quilted Jerry Riggs for my guild. I was trying so hard to get all my quilts done in time for an exhibit I had in Houston, and also I had an exhibit at the same time. I, I won a New York Foundation for the Art Fel- Fellowship, mm-hmm. and I had to have a, a, a show for them this, like a week or two before the show in Houston. So in 2002, one quilt, somebody else machine quilted for me. But otherwise, I feel that this is my own series. Like, if I make samples for Benetex mm-hmm. or for someone else, then I ship them out. Then I well, I'm that's a whole different a, deal. A whole different. But yeah. in my own personal series of kaleidoscope quilts, no, I feel I must do all the work. Are I'm, you talking about a year's journey for each quilt or half a year? Or? Um, up until now, it's pretty much been two quilts a year, and this past year it was one. Oh, so you're busy. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, making fewer quilts, which, which it's just sad, which is too bad, because I've got still got lots of ideas. I mean, my, my kaleidoscope quilts, in some ways... I think the audience will see them less and less as kaleidoscopes, but I still will always work in this technique that I see as kaleidoscopic. Mm-hmm. You know, it has the same underlying geometry, but I'm going more asymmetrical in terms of the way I... Like the one that's the Brooklyn Bridge, um, the sky is a kaleidoscope. And I don't know that anybody... The way that I've placed the bridge against the sky, it's a black and white kaleidoscopic sky. So it's built as a kaleidoscope, but very, at first glance it doesn't look like a kaleidoscope. Is that particular um, quilt in any of your books... No, because um, my book has the first 16 quilts. Oh. So I have 16 more quilts. That quilt was made for, um, I'm a member of the Manhattan Quilters Guild, which is a professional guild that's been meeting in New York City in Manhattan for over 25 years, I think, my goodness. And um, we've had, this is our fourth challenge of 36-inch quilts. It's, it's for a challenge called Semper, it's for a challenge, excuse me, called Metro Textural. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so each one of us made something that was very New York, urban, city-based. Well, what's it like being a quilter in New York? And I ask that because you don't have this big old studio and all this that you work in. So tell everybody about that. I think it's wonderful. Well, I did work on my kitchen table for, you know, like 25 years, or maybe longer if I counted it up. Um, and when I look back now, I wonder, you know, people say, how did you do it? And I sort of think the same way, like, how did I do, <laughs> did it? I do it? You know, because now I, now I don't want to. But my daughter moved down the block. We are actually three generations on the same block. My mother is still in the same apartment that I was born in. Oh. And my daughter has an apartment on the same floor as my mother, so that here I am away, and I know that if my mother needs, you know, she's 85 if something, my my daughter can help her out, and she like if she's going food shopping, she'll call grandma and say, "Do you need something?" And um, and then I'm I'm a block away from the two of them, so we're all in the same neighborhood, which is which is very nice. But I've taken over my daughter's room. I knocked down everything and started from scratch. So it's not a big room by American home right, standards, right. but I love it. I, I, well, it's I better than the, it's better than the kitchen table. It is so much better than the kitchen table because like so when I go away, I can just leave everything, yeah. just leave my mess. I've got a four by six table that is, uh, I call it a Murphy desk. It, I, I had the, the, photo- the carpenter attached it to the wall with a piano hinge So it because I had to keep my daughter's bed, the one single bed, because in theory, if anyone wants to sleep over, there's one extra bed in the apartment. Well, you're more generous so, than I am. <laughs> so you, you can push the, you could push this up, the table up and hook it. But then I realized all you have to do is just pull out the mattress and just have them sleep on the floor. So they've got a mattress. They don't need to, because I can't get my Bernina off and all my fabric. And no kidding. No, my girlfriend, uh, Nancy, one of her daughters, moved back home, or, which was her sewing room. She ended up setting up a studio in her bathroom. Oh, really? There you go. But, the, you know, one of the things, if people want to know, if they're coming to New York City for any reason, on my website, which is paulanadelstern.com, there is a guide to the New York City Garment District. I wrote a guide to the New York City Garment District. And so, why is that important? Because it's telling you where the best fabric stores are, where the best bead stores are, where the best, you know, um, uh, ribbons and trims. I mean, all of the stores and a couple places where you can eat all on the website. If you ever saw that show on Bravo, which I loved, that... Um, uh, what was it? Uh, the, the Project Runway. Did you ever see that show? No, I didn't. Oh, I love that show. It's the best TV show. So they, they, always, they have these young designers um, marching through Manhattan, and they give them a task, and then they have to go to one of these st- They give them $100 to buy fabric, and they're always going to my favorite store, Mood. So that, that's what it lists, it lists. So it's a good. It's, it's nice because this way you're not just, not just walking to the garment district not knowing where to start, you know, sort of where to start, and not to ask for fat quarters because they're not going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, is there etiquette that you give on your website, too, or do yes, you learn absolutely. it in short order? No, no, it's good. You know, you have every right to walk into those stores. Just don't ask for a fat quarter. Oh, that's funny. Now, because you're at market, that means that you are attending to business here. So what's going on? Um, I have a new book that came out in January called Puzzle Quilt Simple Blocks. With? Complex Fabrics with C&T. And that turned out to really be a book of my heart. I didn't expect it to be. It was sort of kind of just a fast idea, which turned, of course, into a Sempertidium project. You know, mm-hmm. I had to do it the hardest way. And the idea is to take all the stuff I've learned from making kaleidoscopes, the design sensibility, the things that make my kaleidoscopes really look like kaleidoscopes and that seem unique, and, and bring that to, to simple blocks triangles and squares. So you're using this gorgeous complex fabric that's out there. I think what's unique about this book is that where there are books about design and where there are books about you know, taking design elements from art classes and where there are books about color, 
Fabric is so different. This celebrates fabric. This is the moment where cloth, you know, where color meets cloth. And so I'm really showing you how you can use cloth, gorgeous, complex cloth, in really interesting, interesting ways. I think, and I want people. I love cloth. It's why I make kaleidoscope quilts. Not because I love I love kaleidoscopes, but I don't make quilts because I love kaleidoscopes. I make it because I want all the fabric in the world right now in the same exact quilt. And so I want people to be able to see fabric the way I see it in the book. And I think it's done a fairly good job. What's What's the best entry into the book is if you even start from the back, um, there are six examples using very different kinds of fabrics using one block. So you see this block in six completely different ways over and over again. And then you see the next block, which is a different block, and you see it six different ways. And it's going to be one of those ooh-ah, I can't believe it experiences. I mean, just had so much fun trying to trick the eye. Well, we snuck into the Benertex booth, and I took a picture of you holding... A piece, a new quilt, right? Right. With the new, the new fabric, which is coming out just right now, will be in shops in. in July no, but I'm August. talking about the one with the blocks, where the top right. block is the same as the bottom block. And that is the new fabric called Opulence. Oh, okay. So in my book, I've used other. Fa- I use a lot of fabric from all the different companies, and mm-hmm. I use my fabric line called Luminosity, which will still stay. Benetex is good because they will keep some of the fabrics out longer than some of the other fabric companies. But now, now I've actually created a new fabric line called Opulence, which is very luminous and, seren- and serendipitous and sym- symmetrical. But I, So I made new puzzle quilts to go along with that, and that's what you were photographing. Right. The new ones, and that's not going to actually be any. That's not in the book, and they'll just see But it's that concept, like. right? Still the same concept okay. of the puzzle quilt using complex fabric and simple blocks, which is a lot of fun. And then there were some wonderful, wonderful um, quilts that were hanging in the booth. And... Um, yeah, because I, um, I, I'm so well known for using such complex fabric and breaking it up into a thousand pieces that um, I don't want. I want people not to be afraid of my fabric and use it. So I thought, you know, of doing this one, almost a cheetah cloth, and I say that with great pride that it's a cheetah cloth. I didn't think it was. I actually thought it was peace. So you, you guys did it right. We, we worked very hard. I work with the best, two best stylists in Bet Benetex in New York. It is the best collaboration of my life. I love these women, and they get what's in my head and bring it out. And I was able to do... Um, nine inch, this is a funny little aside, uh-huh. I'm only telling you this, Alex. No one else will hear. <laughs> nobody else. When we were designing this, we kept calling these big balls. And then, um, and then we finally had to come up with a different name for it. See, we would work, are we working on big balls today? But then we knew that couldn't be the title. Even though that we are in this conference center right next to the sex pearl conference <laughs> at the same time. That, but, I, I, this is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, because to have these two conferences. That's right. Quilters next to having the sex conference at the same time here right. in Minneapolis. But, um, so, but really, if they were shopping for this fabric, it was called Mega Marbles. Mm-hmm. They're nine-inch marbleized balls, kaleidoscopic balls, against a black background for appliqueers and everyone. We left at least a good half an inch around it against a really rich black um, reads like a solid. So, and my idea was to ask four great machine quilters. I asked Marilyn Badger. That, that's who I have a picture on my website. Right, that she's one. An incredible long, long armor. Quilter. Mm-hmm. She added sequins, and so just take. And I asked um, Sue Nichols, who's an exquisite mm-hmm. machine mm-hmm. quilter, what her work looks like on the back. Jerry Riggs, who's a good friend of mine, and she did some of that bobbin thread work so that it comes up kind of in a unique way in the top. And Don Lynn, who's a machine quilter, I met him when I taught at Asilomar. He was teaching machine California. Quilting. He's from Redding, California. He did a beautiful, rather traditional, simple job. You, have, you like, hang out with some good people here. I know. It's <laughs> nice when you're, when you're teaching with all this, these great people. Anyway, so the idea is take the whole cloth and, and embellish.
embellish it and or machine quilt. You know, just play with that. In fact, I'm thinking I might learn to machine quilt for the first time, and maybe I'll use the. Okay, fabric. now what about that? Because you, oh, I don't know. I can't believe I'm actually saying this out loud. It's been in the back of my mind for ten years that I might finally take a take a month of my life instead of working on a book or a quilt or a travel? Well, let me tell you, um, I have a book coming out on machine quilting, and I had to learn how to do it, and I did it without the BSR on the Bernina, the stitch regulator. And Sue Nichols said it takes at least over 100 hours to get, you know, comfortable with it. And I think, Paula, so much of it is in our head. You know, it's in our head. But one thing I did was I really sat down and did it for this month or whatever, and then every night... I watch like Larry King or something like that, and I would just sit and and do it like every night, another twenty minutes or something like that, and and truly it's beatable. And and like you say to your students, and like I say to my students, put your blinders on, don't look at what Diane Gaudinsky's doing. That's where I'm gonna no, make I'm it. No, I'm not put, right. Sometimes <laughs> I think about that. Sometimes when I walk through a big show like in Houston or here, and I just think. What must it be like to be entering the, the field now? I mean, is it overwhelming, you know, to see so much variation and such exquisite work? And I just don't know what it would be feel like, but I hope that new quilters are not intimidated. In the, and I think the puzzle quilt helps a little bit, because my book, because you really can get incredible ideas, you know, and, and, and results from very simple blocks. Well, this has been really fun. and. If people want to get a hold of your book, of course they can go to their local quilt shop, but do you have a website that they can go to? Yep, if you can order my book on uh, paulanadelstern.com. You can get a signed copy. It explains to you how. And uh, it's uh, very good because um, my new book weighs less than my older book, and it turns out you have to write a book that weighs under one pound so that you can put it into a priority mail envelope with 495 stamp because in New York City... No, 405. 405, you're right. 405. 405. used to be 395. And the hardest thing, I mean, I will defend New York to anything. I mean, I live in the best city in the world, but the hardest thing to do in New York City is go to the post office. Interesting. So anytime somebody orders this book from Australia, I go, oh, no, I can't get to the post office. But if you're in America, I can just stick it in the mailbox. But if the if it was the other books, my other two books went out of print. My um, Just the kaleidoscopes and quilts just went out of print and snowflakes and quilts, and I have the last copies. And those I can't just stick right in the mailbox. But if anybody's interested in a signed copy of those, you can also get I, I just think it's hilarious because I'll do autograph things too. And it's like if it's a couple books, then you have to go to the post, post office. office. That's right. It's the time that takes – well, for me, the parking. I mean, you cannot go to the post office anymore. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm going to go travel to, like, Sitka, Alaska, I'll think, oh, gee, should I bring the books along? Because I bet in Sitka it's really easy to mail. Oh, that's it's hilarious. It will take me to the post office. That is hilarious. And then as far as your fabric goes, that would be to call your quilt shop and... Yeah, and, but you can also link to quilt shops from my website. You can go to my website, you can see all the fabrics, and then click directly to um, fabric stores that are selling it. Well, and also we can see your beautiful quilts, right? Yes, I have the entire gallery of 32 quilts I talked about on, the, on there. And some samples from more simpler quilts from classes. Very cool. And I'll put a link on mine from mine to yours, too, okay? Thank you. And we were almost had the place to ourselves, yes, almost. Oh, and then people came in and... They noticed what we were doing and left. <laughs> I hope they don't recognize us. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. And as an aside, um, the second half of June, Paula right. is joining Quilt Celebration, and we will be, I'm not quite sure when this is airing, but on the last two weeks of June. Think of us on the Mediterranean. Oh, baby. My first cruise, so I'm looking forward to it. Hey, it's a tough job, but someone has to do it, right? Yes. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening, and until we meet, and we do get around, happy quilting. 
more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.